Spectacular Podcast, where each month we continue our search for the best bad movies on the planet Earth. I am your host, Aaron, and I am joined, as always, by my sexy co-host, oh, Matt. Wow. Mm. Thank you, Aaron. You're, wel- you're welcome. I like your shirt. Oh, thanks. I got this at Walmart. Nice. And I, I also have matching swim trunks that go with it. <laughs> well, that's adorable. Yeah, I, I bought <laughs> a fun story. People love when we don't talk about the movie right off the right? top. It's their favorite part. I'm like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I'm talking, telling you about the time I bought some swim trunks. Go for it. So I was in uh, the the um, northern capital of British Columbia, Prince George. Oh, of course. Uh, and I was staying with my friend Mike, who's renovating his house. And he doesn't have a shower. And so he was like, oh, we're going to need to go to the aquatic center if we want a shower. And he's like, well, I'm like, all right, cool. He's like, so we might as well hit up the hot tub while we're there. And I was like, naturally. So I needed to buy some swim trunks. So I went and I bought some swim trunks. And there was this nice flamingo tropical pattern. And then several months later, I was at a Walmart for a different reason. And they had a matching shirt. And I was like, obviously, I need to have the full outfit. So I bought wow. the shirt. And that's my story. What are the odds? Don't worry. I'll put a time code in so that you can skip. <laughs> <laughs> Should I start doing that? Should I just put a time code in where it's like we actually start talking about the movie here? I mean, some of our more vocal listeners uh, seems like they'd appreciate that. I guess so. To I'll me, it just it. depends whether or not you want to put in the work because I don't care. Yeah, no, fair enough. I don't really care either. Our, subscri- <laughs> our subscriber count keeps going up, so I don't really... doesn't matter to me. Um, <laughs> how have you been? Oh, you know, not too bad. Good, not too bad. good. Be seeing you in real life in the near future. Coming back to the promised land. Yeah. I don't know who it was promised to or what, what they were promised, but it, it's here. Waiting. It's good. It's good. Uh, yeah. What have you been? Uh, what you been up to? You been watching anything cool? Yeah, I think I think I mentioned it when it first came out, which was like two years ago or something now. Um, but the Netflix series Dark, which is oh yeah, the German series. Yes. Yeah. You have talked about this on the show before. Yeah. So when I talked about it, then uh, there was just the first season out. Um, but I um just got back into it. Um, realizing that there are now three seasons. Oh, nice. Um, so rewatched all of the first one, and I've now gone through all of the second season, just started the third season. It's a really whack show. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, wh- What's it about again? I mean, what is it about, really? <laughs> it's... Like, w- without without spoiling, obviously, if it, you know, if it's hard to do without spoiling... Yeah, I can't remember I can't remember how much is actually in the trailer, but it's like it's this small town in Germany. Um and like kids start going missing. And there's some really weird shit and it's a crazy mystery. Nice. Um, okay. And it involves a, a special cave. 
yeah, I can't remember what's all in the uh, <laughs> in the trailer, so I don't know how much to say. But yeah, it's yeah. Okay. super interesting, no. really mysterious. Um, but does it have like, like a, a fantasy slash and or sci-fi element to it? It's definitely sci-fi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because my first thought was witches, because oh. Germany. Oh yeah, that's fair. Children going missing in Germany. You assume a witch did it. Or an elf. Or an elf. That's true. Actually, it could be an elf. Elves were really creepy in German folklore. Yeah. 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 I. Uh, what have I been up to? I think I've been watching. Uh, I can't remember if I talked about this last episode or not. If I gotten around to it by then, I can never remember. We do these like so sporadically. I get a lot of content in. In the two or three weeks in between we us recording. Um, yeah. But I've been I've been watching. I finally got around to watching Rick and Morty season four, oh. which is so good. Yeah, it once again establishes itself as just one of the best, smartest shows on TV. I don't know if it's actually on TV or not, or if it just is on the internet. But it's so it's so good. The writing in it is so smart and funny and it's just it's one of those shows where you watch it and you're like i i want to i give up i don't <laughs> i don't want to make things anymore because the things i make won't ever be as good as this that's sad kind of but it's still a pleasure to enjoy wow yeah Still haven't given that show a shot myself. Oh, Just you got lots do it. about it. You got to do it, my friend. I've also seen that there's Good. a Rick and Morty companion guide for Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know what that's about. But oh, that makes total sense. That would be really good. <laughs> I've heard it's fantastic. I got, uh, I got, I found the Axe Cop version of Munchkin at a thrift <sighs> store. Man. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, they made they made a version of Munchkin for like anything. Yeah, apparently the so. bar was low. They were yeah. just like, yeah, sure, dude. Yeah, want to make a Bambi Munchkin? Let's do it. Fucking do it. Hey, respect, man. They hoard themselves out. <laughs> they licensed their game to literally anyone that wanted to make a game. I'm sure if you paid them enough money, you could have your own matte version of Munchkin. Matchkin. Matchkin. You could feature your dog. Yeah. And Zelda would be a, a prominent feature. Yeah, no, Rick and Morty Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons would be I I it, it it'd be fun. Yeah. Cuz you know, the whole premise is they travel through internet or infinite realities and infinite worlds and all that kind of stuff, so yeah. Watch I feel, like I'd, I feel like I'd want to watch the show before I tried playing it. Though. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. 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 What else? Have I, been? I mean, I mean, I'm still going on Battlestar. I'm almost done that. Oh, nice. Yep. And then the the home stretch, it gets weird. Uh, like in like the last season. Oh yeah. Like the first three seasons are pretty standard, like stock sci-fi. Um, and like hard grounded sci-fi where it's like, all right, 
there's humans on the run. They're in space. They're running from Cylons. They're trying to find Earth. And then that's like the first three seasons and everything is like very like tactile and real and you can, you know, understand it. Um, and then season four, suddenly there's like visions and prophecies and stuff. And it's like, this just kind of came out of nowhere. Hmm. Um, but it's still it's still entertaining. It's just it's not what I expected the show to turn into at all. Interesting. But you know, wonder how it's going to end. <sighs> I'm, I'm assuming they find Earth. Yeah, that's what yeah. I figured. Yeah, yeah they probably find Earth. Um, I wonder if it'll be like Galactica 1980 though, where they find Earth and they it's the 1980s. And Starbuck and Apollo are like rolling around on motorcycles. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it sounds well. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sounds craptacular. It does that? sound pretty craptacular. <laughs> we should watch the because like the first three episodes of the original Battlestar Galactica were turned into a theatrical released movie. Oh, we should give that, that. Yeah. It was it was sort of to um, make up the costs of producing the show, because oh. they were doing like Star Wars on a TV budget, basically. Right. Because um, it came out like only I think a year after Star Wars came out in theaters, and so they were like, "Oh, we got to try and do something like this," but like those special effects were so like you know new and bold and had never been done before and they were like oh we gotta try and replicate this but do it on a tv budget and so they're like well okay to re to recoup the costs we're gonna release it internationally to theaters whoa so in canada it came out in cinemas um but in the u.s it uh it aired as like a three-part one night tv movie event and then the series came out of that yeah. Yeah, we should definitely give that a try. See mm -hmm. how that holds up. Yeah, I I've seen I've only ever seen bits and pieces of the original Battlestar Galactica. Like when I think of of, of Battlestar, I I think of the new, the reboot. Yeah, same for me. I think I think that's like a lot of people. Are are kind of in that same boat. I mean, it went for you know four times as long. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I can still picture like the old ships and the old Cylons though, mm -hmm. and they look by hilarious. your command. Yeah, 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 <laughs> totally. All right. Well, speaking of old shit, mm. that that good enough of a segue? Did you want to bring up anything else? No, no, no? that's good. Cool. Let's just dive in. All right, uh, we watched a. Cartoon. I think it's our first cartoon on the show. Uh, well, you can't Lord of the Rings. Oh yes, no, you're right. We did do Lord of the Rings. That's I forgot about that. Okay, second cartoon. Mm -hmm. Um, and we watched. It's a sequel to a, a cult classic. We watched Heavy Metal 2000. It was first discovered on Earth. Some say we can never win against it. Some say we've already lost. 
and some call it by a name. Heavy Metal 2000. There's a new warrior in the galaxy. Don't talk, don't touch, don't even breathe. She's armed to the teeth. Who's gonna pay for all this? And she'll take you down, big time. You shouldn't have done that. It's not for the timid. It's not for the meek. And it's definitely not for your parents. Over 200 dirty words. You're not from our world. No way. This is Heavy Metal 2000, and it kicks ass. Featuring stellar music from the most lethal names in heavy metal. It'll push you to the limit and drive you to madness. Insanity has to end. Heavy Metal 2000 rocks on video and DVD. Why didn't you tell me that before? It'll suck your mind dry. Oh boy. Oh boy. The only reason we watched this movie is because it came out in the year 2000. <laughs> and I have insisted that we go about doing... Oh hey, it came out on my birthday. What? Yeah. July 10th, 2000. Wow, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. So special. Th thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, wow, okay, cool. That's a fun fact. So anyways, uh, Heavy Metal is a sequel to... Or Heavy Metal 2000 is a sequel to Heavy Metal, which was a Canadian animated movie. It was produced by Ivan Reitman, who went and directed, like, Ghostbusters and... Other fun right. things like that, Weird. Um, and so like actually like I think Harold Ramis and John Candy do do voices in the original heavy metal, <laughs> um, which y have you you've never seen? No, I've never seen one, the right? original. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad that this is how you started with it. But the original is like yeah, it's like a cult classic, um, and it was kind of what what's the it was like it was like the first ever like seriously done like adult animation mm. like it was cartoons but it was for adults you know and it was it was right. based on the heavy metal comics uh which i believe came out of uh france and were uh you know like a lot of like kind of cool trippy artists from the the uh, 70s and 80s um, worked in this in this comic. Uh, guys like Moebius and you know who would go on to draw, and you know the guys that went on to draw like um, what's that French comic that they did a movie of um, Valerian. Oh. Uh, yeah. So it uh, it was French, right? Oh, heavy metal's American. Do you just have no idea what you're talking about right now? Maybe they just had a lot of the French guys. Oh, yeah, they did. Like an insane amount. Oh, hold on. No, 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 no. Fuck you. I know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Magazine started out as a... Yeah, see, don't ever doubt me. <laughs> Come on. The magazine started out as a licensed translation of the French uh, fant uh, science fantasy magazine, Metal Herlon. Hmm. Uh, which I'm sure translates to... Oh, sorry. Literal translation. Howling metal. Howling metal. Yeah. 
Interesting. That sounds pretty awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, a lot of famous French authors uh, and artists drew in that book. It says the magazine is primarily known, primarily known, for its blend of dark fantasy, science fiction, erotica, and steampunk. Mm, sounds about right. Yeah. So, you know, it was the first. Uh, what, yeah, like one of the first comic books, I guess, that was kind of aimed at adults, too. Um, I know Kevin Eastman, who created co-created the Ninja Turtles, is somehow involved in it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, weird seeing his name pop up. Yeah. He's the editor and publisher of the magazine Heavy Metal. But, um, yeah, so it's it's it was like, yeah, this first, like, you know, comic book that had nudity and like a lot of graphic violence and like that sort of thing and then they made this movie about it and it was yeah the same thing it's just like lots of nudity and sex and violence and it was but it was done as a cartoon and it was kind of the first because like the only the only cartoons really in the you know to that point in the 80s were i guess disney and the Warner Brothers cartoons. Right. Yeah. Would have been like the mainstream and Popeye. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> would have been uh, like the mainstream cartoons and they would have been seen as something for children. And so this kind of took that and was like, no, you can draw whatever you want and make it do whatever you want. That's true. And so, yeah, that's how we got heavy metal. And then that takes us to. Heavy Metal 2000, which was the sequel. Mm-hmm. Side note, though, the old Popeye cartoons are amazing. Whoops. Does R2 agree? Yes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> old Popeye cartoons. You know, I have never really seen a Popeye cartoon. What? Other than, other than when I was like a very small child. I th- I I have I have some uh, Popeye VHS tapes. <laughs> nice. Legit. No, I was always more a Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner kid. I mean, fair. Also fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But no, they're really funny. I I have seen the Popeye movie with Robin Williams. Oh yeah. The musical. I don't really remember that very well. It's weird. It's yeah. really weird. I don't I don't know if I like it or not. Huh. But uh anyways, as far as uh Popeye is concerned, I don't know where I'm going with this. You just trying to heavy bring it metal. back to heavy metal? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back to heavy metal. Um Popeye and heavy metal are not too dissimilar. Uh, in that there's big, strong, burly men and a, a, a woman. Olive oil wears a lot more clothing than the women in the heavy metal universe. Uh, yeah, I would say yeah. so. How would you describe heavy metal to someone who had never seen it or heard of it based on your experience watching the movie yesterday? Um, 
a frustrated prepubescent boy's wet dream. Wow, that's like not, yeah, that's not too far off. It's, yeah, that's fair, right? <laughs> it is. It is pretty fair. I mean, you look at the, you look at the cover for the original heavy metal, and there's a girl wearing a micro bikini outfit, uh, holding a sword high into the air, and riding a dragon. Or a, yep. a, pterod- a pterodactyl, I guess. Oh, pterodactyl, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's it's it, it's a product definitely of, of the 80s. Where, you know, we're in the height of that, like, Dungeons and Dragons sci-fi fantasy. You know, sci-fi and fantasy were huge, and those, like... It it's, it definitely is like very clearly channeling like Frank Frazetta's like uh, Conan the Barbarian mm. um, cu- uh, paintings, you know, like where it's just like he's this insanely m- ripped muscular man with more muscles than the human body even has, you know, just <laughs> muscles on muscles. And then his his female counterparts are either, you know, damsels in distress who have had all of their clothes torn off, except mm-hmm. for except for you know a little loincloth covering their their bits that you can't publish, right? Or they're like a red Sonya type, where they're also not wearing any clothes but the you know but they're wearing a bikini or something but it's made of armor yep <laughs> and and so yeah it does i think kind of speak to that i mean now i think we would use the term incel to incel. kind of uh you familiar with the incel movement i i'm not oh uh, it stands for involuntarily celibate um and huh. it's the it's this group of frustrated young men uh who uh have you know a hard time talking to women and don't uh understand why um girls just won't have sex with them all right i think we actually have talked about this on the show yeah yeah and then i just decided not to remember it <laughs> yeah like there's a, there's a big controversy around when the movie Joker came out because the Joker is like a folk hero in the incel community. Hmm. Um. Anyways, so that that's kind of what it what it seems like is you know prepubescent horny teen boys are gonna draw their ideal woman and it's gonna be a woman in a bikini with a machine gun. And a battle axe. Yep. You know, and uh, and this sort of came around. Uh, the, the you know the original um, heavy metal in the nineteen eighties. If you look at the the drawings of the you know the the woman from the cover, she's actually you know drawn pretty realistically in terms of like human proportions. Like, you know, she's fit, but like her boobs and butt are a normal size for a human. Um, 
and, 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 you know, she looks like an actual human being could look. Then you fast forward to Heavy Metal 2000, and it's like nope. very... No, well, yeah, it's it's very clear, like, if, especially if you look at comic books from this era, like the 90s were, like, the biggest, I think, culprit when it comes to drawing women with super tiny waist, enormous butt, enormous boobs, and they always are drawn in this pose where their back is to you, but they're turned, so you can see yeah. both at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was comics art in the 90s. Oh boy. So anyways, let's get into the movie. Heavy Metal For 2000. Sure. Yeah. Um well I guess right away we can talk about um my favorite part of the movie, which is that our main villain, who's a super evil psycho dude, and we'll get into we'll get into the plot and everything, but He's the, like one of the first characters I think that were introduced to. Super evil. He goes totally nuts, kills a lot of people, takes over civilizations, and his name is Tyler. Yeah, the main villain's name is Tyler, and he's voiced <laughs> by Michael Ironside, and he looks like <laughs> like a rock and roll vampire. That's yeah, totally crossed does. crossed with a WWE wrestler. Yep, that sounds yep. That yeah, sounds perfect. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, there's even a scene where he, like I said, takes over a, a, like a civilization, and he says, "Like, I am your new overlord, Tyler." <laughs> I just, <laughs> it's just not a name that sounds menacing. No, that, or that would it, you know instill fear in someone. <laughs> Like, I like, can't help but picture all of the Tylers that I've known in my life. I know, right? Like, the vast like, majority of them are total dorks. Yeah. Um, it's never like, oh, oh, God, fucking look out, Tyler's coming. It's like, <laughs> oh, fuck, Tyler's coming. <laughs> it's, what a weird choice yeah, to I name him that. I don't know. I don't know why they did that, man. It's <laughs> doesn't make any sense to me. <sighs> that was at least that was something that throughout the movie we could laugh about. Every time it came up, it was mm-hmm. so funny that his name was just Tyler. <laughs> yeah, and so he's on a quest to become a mortal. Mm-hmm. Well, like right at the beginning, though, we we are we briefly get a normal Tyler. It's like Tyler is some dude who's working at a construction site with some other dude. Yeah. And then there, he's got like that, a jackhammer. Yeah, and he, the other dude, uncovers something that's glowing green, and he's like, "Whoa, Tyler, come check this out!" And Tyler goes over, and there's a glowing green, like, crystal shard. And then he mm-hmm. grabs it, and it electrifies him, and then he kind of falls down out of frame, and then when he comes back up. He's super heavy metal. Totally. And he takes that jackhammer and jackhammers that other guy into the wall. Mm-hmm. That sounded really sexual. <laughs> um, it does, yeah. It's not as hot as you made it, made it sound. Yeah, no. No. Um. Yeah, and so then he, like, takes over a ship. Yep. And Shoots a bunch uh, of people in the head. 
shoots a bunch of people in the head, takes over ship, and then he's like, I'm going to fly around the galaxy and figure out how to become immortal. <laughs> yep. That's, and, uh, that's the intro. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, part of it seems to be uh, like taken from the, the Dark Crystal, as you pointed out, where part of how he staves off death is he drinks other people's life force. Yeah, it's super weird. It gets explained a little bit better um, at the end of the movie. But yeah, it felt very, very Skeksis. Does it get explained better? Tyler. Uh, yes. Right near the end, we get it. We get it a little bit. It's like, so... The... And maybe maybe we did get a bit of this lore at the beginning of the movie. I'm having a hard time remembering now. But... The idea is that, like, there was this ancient civilization that, I don't know, discovered or invented? I can't remember. Some kind of liquid came out of nowhere, like, out of space. And that's, like, the fountain of youth. It's, like, some kind of... In, like, the opening narration, I think, right? Yeah, we're on some... We see a bunch of aliens. We're on some alien planet. It's all about, like, the errant... The ancient uh, era Koshans or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, could live forever. And they basically started taking over the galaxy and they enslaved this one race. Um, but that race managed to like lock away their fountain of youth. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, and sent the key out into space. We learned that the key is the crystal shard that mm-hmm. Tyler found, and it's like cursed, which is why he goes insane. The bear just goes insane whenever they have it. Yeah. Well, and um, then that's that's the planet that they go back to at the end there. Yeah, at the very end, they go back to that planet where where the vault is that has the yeah. the immortality juice. Yeah, essentially like the... a wizard that's voiced by <laughs> Billy Idol. Yeah, special some special stuff um but yeah the Aracotians had like settled all over the galaxy and one of the places that they had settled is this planet where our main character um lives um and so the idea is that these Aracotians used to live there um and used to have this juice but then they died and like that juice seeped into the earth and now like generations later the people who live there have a little residual bit of that immortality juice in their bodies. Yeah. Because of technically, I guess the ancestors who used, who like settled that land or I guess conquered that land. And so Tyler, we don't really know how long, but he's been flying all over the place and has a space armada. Mm hmm. And I I, I get the feeling that that it, okay, go ahead. I get the feeling that uh, from the when he becomes the the rock and roll vampire wrestler man to when we kind of catch up with him after the main credits, I, I get the feeling that it's been a while. Yeah, that he's like been going from like planet to planet and conquering and and gathering an army, kind of like a Thanos, but like a lame Thanos, <laughs> a lame vampire wrestler Thanos. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so he like scans the the life forms on the planets and like finds out that they have some of this stuff. He actually says the compound too. He's like scan for H2SO2. 
or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Which H two SO four is sulfuric acid. No, it was H two O seven three five one two, and it just had a bunch of numbers. And I was like, "Look, I took a year of organic chemistry. That's not how elements work." <laughs> but all right, sure, Tyler, sure. Uh, yeah. So then he goes and just like curb stomps this planet and takes all the bodies. And we see them later, like, hanging upside down in, inside of tubes yeah, that are full of liquid. And he's, like, draining their immortality juice. Totally. Yeah, so, we, Yeah, just before he attacks, we're introduced to our main character and Ju- her Julie? sister. Julie, yeah. yeah. And her sister's name uh, is Carrie. Is it Carrie? I can pull up the cast here. Hold on. And yeah, Carrie's the younger sister. She's the younger sister. And yeah. we're introduced to her in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Which, which is actually, I mean, like, we talk about it being, like, this, like, grody, nasty, like, prepubescent boy um, kind of, like, you know, power fantasy, wet dream sort of thing. But that was the only moment that I thought was, like, straight up the movie being exploitive or pervy oh yeah and i'll i'll explain more later but i think every other there wasn't as much of it as as i expected oh okay in this movie i mean like the villain like tyler which i I can't even (laughs) say his name seriously it's so funny (laughs) Um, the uh, Tyler is like a horrible sexist piece of shit, like misogynistic piece of shit. Or like literally at one point in the movie, he's like, "I'm gonna turn her immortal so that I can screw her and kill her over and over again forever." Yep, and like that's an actual line of dialogue in the movie, but like. Uh, as far as like the camera or the you know as being a window into to direct the audience's eye to something that was kind of the only moment that I thought was like okay this is just you're just putting nudity in here for the sake of nudity because it's lingering you know yeah you didn't need to introduce her that way and like there you know there is one scene actually where they go to like a strip club and there's like uh um a, a stripper with eight boobs yep um <laughs> and uh you know so like things things like that but it's not it's not like dwelt on yeah that's it's part of the scenery essentially. yeah and it's like sure you didn't need to put that in there but also it's not like I I didn't view it as like overly exploitive. I see. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. Whereas and so uh, and and I think even the way you know uh, the character of Julie, like even though at the end you know she puts on a tiny little bathing suit thing with some shoulder pads, like I'm kind of looking at it here. It's not really. It's not quite a bikini, but it's also not like a unitard. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> Words it has fail. Lots you. of it has lots of straps. 
Yeah. And cutouts, but it's like a tiny red bikini with uh with some bladed shoulder pads, but I don't think she's ever really like portrayed as a victim, you know. No, that's true. She is um pretty badass. Yeah, she actually has a lot of agency and is is definitely the hero of her own story. Yeah. And is is not at really ever at the mercy of a man to to save her or you know, it isn't portrayed as a victim of a man. I mean, other than he like massacred her um, family and planet and village. Yeah, aside from that. <laughs> aside from that, she's a victim in that sense, but she's not like like a sexual victim, you know. Yeah, she yeah she does have a lot of agency. It's it's like the whole story is her revenge mission, and she goes like all in. Yes. It's the, intense. My favorite joke in the whole movie is when they're pulling up to the space station where they hear that Tyler is. And she's like, all right, request docking. And they're like, state your business. She's like, revenge. <laughs> 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 like, revenge is not a... Um, a valid entry. A, a valid uh, <laughs> reason for entry. And so she's like, family business. So like, approved. <laughs> it's um, pretty ridiculous. Yeah, so like he, uh, Tyler, kidnaps uh, her sister Carrie mm-hmm. uh, for reasons. Um, because she's beautiful and feisty. That was it. Yeah. Okay. So that, yeah. I thought there was a different reason, like she was a ancestor of something or something. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think nope. it was so that she could be violated. Okay, cool. Yeah. And it it's just important to note too that like um um there's one dude on Tyler's crew who like they go down, they start massacring this planet, and then he actually helps Carrie out from under some rubble, like she's being mm-hmm. crushed to death. And then some other dudes come in and are like, Oh, let's kill this bitch and that dude, who I honestly I cannot remember the character's name at all. He doesn't have a name. I don't know he's, what it is. He just doesn't have one. I just called uh, no, him. I'm, I'm sure he the, does. The I'll, left I'll, behind. I'll try and he find gets it. Ditched. But uh, yeah, he's like, "Don't hurt her! Like, come on! We're like, we already fucked up this planet. Like, keep her alive." And they like kind of kick his ass a bit. And then Tyler comes in and sees her, um, and is like, "Ooh, bring that one to me." Yeah. And then they Even- leave that guy behind. Yeah, that's right. Even with that though, like I don't think there's there's one scene on the ship where it kind of goes. Um, you know, it, it's clear that he intends to um, have his way with her. I think. Am I? And then they get interrupted. Yeah, he is totes naked. I think maybe he just showered and he's about right. To yeah, go at it, and she's in like this spherical cage and then yeah and then there's like an alarm mm-hmm. and, oh, and there's another scene where she's like uh handcuffed to a table and there's like the creepy nazi scientist <laughs> yep that's doing that he's gonna do some experiments on her or something i think yeah i think it had something to do with extracting the immortality juice 
Right, right, right. Yeah. From her. Yeah. But how did she get the immortality juice? She's just born with it, like all of her people. She's just born with it. Oh, everyone on that planet is born with it. Okay. Yeah, they just have a little bit in their system. Yeah. Gotcha. So, I missed all of that. (laughs) So, Julie is on the, you know, on a mission to rescue her sister and get revenge on Tyler. And so, she teams up with the dude that Tyler leaves behind. Uh, who I can't remember what what his character's name is. There, there's yeah. a couple of characters on there, like on the cast list, but I'm like, I don't, none of these ring a bell as to what his was. Might be Jermaine. <laughs> could, um, be. could be. So she teams up with him to go uh, go on a revenge mission to get uh, to get revenge on Tyler. And kind of like forces him. They're not like, let's join forces. Yeah. She like points a gun at him and is like, where the fuck is Tyler? Yeah. So she forces him along. And it's actually kind of funny because like as the adventure goes on, um, you know, she's going like, why didn't you tell me that he, you know, has these immortality powers? And he's like, what are you talking about? We get in the ship and it's like, sit down, shut the fuck up. Stop talking to me. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty good. Because <laughs> the whole time, she, she like, uh, when they get in the ship the first time, he's, like, talking, and she's, like, shut up. And then they, like, start flying away. And then it cuts back to them when they're in space, and she's in the cockpit, and he's just gagged <laughs> and tied gagged up. And tied up, yeah. In the, in the passenger seat. Because he, like, keeps trying to hit on her, and yeah. she, yeah, tells him to shut the fuck up every single time. And then he buys a sex robot. Yep. Yeah, he yeah. does. Yeah. Yeah. While they're while they're at the spaceport looking for Tyler. Yeah. Yeah. And so when she actually finds Tyler too, like they're just in a strip club and she walks in and whips out this minigun. Oh yeah. And there just... was there was one scene in in the um in the strip club where Tyler was about to he like bent the waitress over the table. And it like ripped her dress, and it was very clear that he intended to rape her just there. Yep, just in the, the middle of the club, and so right as that's about to happen, she, yeah, whips the minigun out of her cloak and just like miniguns him to death. Yeah, fills him with holes. Like three of them go through his head. Yeah. Um, and then like yeah, as soon as she's done. And like the the couch is destroyed, and he's just been demolished, and she starts to walk away. But then he stands up, and the holes start closing up. It's a real Wolverine moment. And he says something lame like, "Next time you try to kill someone, make sure they're make sure dead." They're, yeah, he says that twice. Because later on the um on that other planet, he's uh he's fighting the the crocodile man or the lizard man and he says the same thing uh because he gets like hit he gets like hit in the head with an axe or something and the lizard man's like yeah and then he (laughs) pushes him into a pit of lava yep and it says the same thing it's like dude that's not a good catchphrase it's not no it's pretty bad but uh yeah so So there's a shootout in the in the strip club and like Tyler and his cronies kill so many innocent bystanders. Yeah. 
So many. And then there's just this one alien dude who's just chilling at the bar, drinking his drink, and he's like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so they finish the shootout, and they're leaving, and the barmaid stands up, and she's like, wait a minute, who's going to pay for all this? And he's like, maybe these will cover it and he throws a bunch of metal things at her which turn out to be grenade pins mm, that's right and uh it's the grenades on the bandolier that uh, julie was wearing so she like you know whips off the bandolier throws it into the bar and runs out and then just as it explodes you see that alien's face and he's like oh well <laughs> and he kind of like raises his glass a little bit yeah to the bitter end <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the whole bar explodes. Yeah. But basically, the whole movie, like, culminates in... At some point, they rescue her sister. Is that before they get to the planet? Nope, that's after. Um, okay. Because, like, when they when they leave that spaceport, they go into a hyper jump. Right, yeah. I don't they, even remember she... where they're going, but they uh, go into a hyper jump and... To that planet. No, it's not that planet. They they crash land on that planet by accident. Oh right, they're going somewhere else. But well, because they plot the hyper jump, and the guys like, and the computer's like, warning: there's no jump port, uh, away from this planet. Like kind of saying like it's a one way trip. Oh, I don't remember that. And then the guy's like, "You sure you want to do this, boss?" And he's like, "We'll have plenty of time to make our way back, because they're mm. gonna be immortal." Um. Huh. I thought it was just like fate that they crash landed on that planet. No. Uh. Well, because they they hitch up the tractor beam to. Uh, to Tyler's ship. When they oh, jump, yeah. Julian, what's his butt? Yeah, and I think that's when they crash land, on the planet. Yeah, but it's like um, Tyler. Oh yeah, that that's why Tyler gets interrupted from violating Carrie because right, the bridge yeah, yeah, is yeah. like we have someone tagging along, and he's like, "What? We're in hyperspace," and they're like, "Yeah, there's someone back there," and he's like, "We'll take care of them," and then they like launch ships to go take out the other ship, but they just kind of like fall backwards through the hyperspace and explode. I guess you can't fly around in hyperspace. No. Um, and then they, and then they release like a bomber who's yeah. going to go blow yeah. them up. But then the same thing happens and it like floats backwards, but then it starts bouncing around the hyperspace tunnel and explodes cause it's full of bombs. And then that like disrupts the hyperspace and they're like thrown out of hyperspace and right. crash yeah. onto this planet, which is the planet that they wanted to go to. I guess so. And I mean, once they get to this planet, the movie should be basically over, but it's not. It was like half over, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, Julie, uh, I don't know, the, the, the dude that she's with disappears at some point, and she... Yeah, they get like separated in the crash. They like separated in the crash. She finds the sex robot, like, malfunctioning, and shoots it in the face. Oh, yeah, it's like malfunctioning and or having an orgasm. Yeah. And she blows its head off and says, was it good for you? Yeah, that's the kind of, yeah. So, yeah. 
So she finds uh, a rock creature named Zeke, who leads her to a wizard man named Odin. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, played by Billy Idol. And they go off and do something. Uh, meanwhile, Tyler shows up and he's like, I'm going to fight all these lizard people. <laughs> he jumps into a, like a gladiator ring. It's like surrounded by lava. And he's yeah. just fighting a bunch of lizard people. And then uh, someone shows up and is like, hey, Tyler, there's a woman here that, to have sex with you. And he's like, awesome. Can't wait for that. And shows up in his room, and it's Julie. And she, you know, starts to, like, seduce him. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is, this is going to be awesome. And then she stabs him in the neck um, and tries to push his head, like, into some lava. Yeah. To, like, melt his head. Oh, right, and I think at this point that the wizard Odin has told her about the immortality juice. Um, yeah, yeah. Because he knows all about the lore of all of this past and stuff. Um, and so when she's like, stabs him in the neck, he goes to, like, take out one of those vials, but she's ready for it, and she, like, knocks it out of his hand and smashes it. Yeah. Um. So, um. yeah, so she's, like, actually going to kill him because he's got stabbed in the throat, can't drink his his um turbo juice and is going to get his face melted. Yeah. And it's like awesome. And then yeah, somehow he gets out of it though. I can't remember how. And then the little rock golem shows up to rescue Julie and drags her away. Right. And she's like, "You're really fucking this up." And then he doesn't die, which means that we still have like 20 minutes of movie left. Right. And that was so frustrating to me because she could have killed him and it made no sense to do that. But I just realized just now why that scene happened. Oh, why? She was going to get the drop on him and kill him. And then it was going to be it. That would be over. Yeah. But Odin, the wizard dude, we find out at the end of the movie that he's actually... Eracotian or whatever that ancient civilization yeah and so he actually wants the key to open the door so that he can go become immortal again right i think he sent his golem there to stop her so that tyler would eventually succeed oh yeah i think that's why that happened it was so stupid and frustrating while we were watching it but i think that's why i think he he knew that she had a chance of stopping him and wanted to disrupt that. Oh, interesting. That yeah. actually kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. New revelations happening here live. <laughs> um, and then it kind of, yeah. So then there's a, uh, he basically decides he's going to conquer the planet, I guess. There's yep. a, she goes to armor up at some point which means taking off all her clothes and swimming through a a lake to an island where she puts on a tiny micro bikini and some shoulder pads and some knee pads yep. and gets a huge gun and a sword 
And a sword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe she has the sword in that one. And, uh... Oh, yeah, no, it's both. It's got both. Uh, yeah, and, um... Fucking rocks. I mean, it's fucking rock music playing the entire time. It's heavy metal, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, just fucking rocks into battle, starts killing everyone. And this is the, really the point where it gets, uh... Like space fantasy or like science fantasy um you know because there's a lot of like they're fighting lizard men with like swords and battle axes and stuff like that and so it has like a medieval fantasy kind of element to it but definitely yeah you know as opposed to like the beginning of the movie there's a lot more like spaceships and laser guns and that sort of thing but yeah then it turns into they you know try to open the or uh, it, it ends with Julie and Tyler having a big old sword axe fight at the top of this temple, and they end up opening. You know, he uses the key to open the the temple, and that's when Odin reveals his true form and enters the temple. Yeah. Um and. Oh, we haven't even talked about the CGI in this movie. We should get to that in a, in a minute. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and he, he enters the temple, and then, you know, uh, Julie ends up killing Tyler, and Zeke, the rock monster, like, sacrifices himself to close the temple. Yeah, at this point, he's become um, fond of Julie. Yeah, he, he calls... He's calling... Yeah, you say it. Oh okay. He him he calls uh, her and Carrie uh like the soft skins. Yeah. Which I I mean I get it he has rock skin. He's rock skin and yeah. that's a novelty for him, but like it's it's so unsettling. It's very unsettling. Yeah. Uh so he, yeah, so then he he's like I'm going to sacrifice myself and and lock uh, you know lock the tomb and that locks Odin inside the tomb. Yeah, he takes the crystal out of the lock, door closes, and then for some reason, he just floats up into the sky. And explodes. No, he doesn't explode. He doesn't explode? <laughs> no, he just floats up. There's like a storm that built ever since the key was put in, and he goes like up into the middle of the storm, and the storm starts to dissipate. But then like the outro is being narrated by the golem, Zeke. And it's at this point that we realize that the intro was also narrated by Zeke. Oh, so maybe um, he just like just a shot of him flying through space, holding the crystal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and now the crystal has a new rock guardian. And he like flies away into an right. asteroid field. I do remember that. And that's how it ends. Yeah. Yeah. So we mentioned that there's some CGI. Oh boy, is there. Um, so this obviously came out in the year 2000, which is why we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was right around the time that computer graphics uh, for animation were just starting to be utilized, you know, uh, like here in, in Canada. And I think, I think Canadians were actually kind of like the pioneers of like CGI animated TV shows for kids. I mean, technically, yeah. A little bit like you know we had uh, reboot is one that we talk about often oh yeah 
Um, the one that maybe Americans would probably be more familiar with would be Beast Wars. Yeah. Which or... was actually, it was called Beasties in Canada. Yeah. Um, and so in Canada, there's a, a divide between people who watched it on YTV, which is the Canadian broadcaster, or like me, I watched it uh, on Fox Kids, which was the American broadcaster. Um I, we got the station out of Washington. And so I always watched it on the, in the mornings on Fox Kids, and that was as Beast Wars. Yeah, and the um, only difference was the title, right? Like, the show was exactly the same. It was the exact same. same. <laughs> um, but the Canadian broadcasters didn't want to market a show to kids with the name with the war in the title. Even though, like, when you would go to the store to buy the toys, they still said Beast Wars on them. I don't think they made different, like, card backings for the, the toys. Yeah, I don't it's think so. Beasties, but... Uh, so, anyways, so it's that kind of very early CG animation with, like, very, very low texture. Um, you know, something's either shiny or it's matte, and that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so it, you know, but it's a mix of 2D animation and, and, and 3D CGI. So the characters are all 2D, but then, uh, like, you know, the spaceships and all that kind of stuff will be CG animated and it just, it doesn't look good. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Um, As we were watching it, it reminded me a little bit of Titan AE cause they, right yeah yeah that mix as well but titan ae is actually a really enjoyable watch Mm -hmm. and while the graphics are terrible they don't feel nearly as disjunct as they did in this movie because yeah well and and i think the thing i brought up was treasure planet yeah Um, totally whereas like that had a lot of money (laughs) behind it (laughs) you know that had the disney money behind it this did not yeah um so yeah it's not a style that I'm opposed to. Like, I think when it's done well, it looks really cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, in this situation, it was very, very poorly done. Yeah. Um, man, I don't know. This feels like a very scattered episode. Is it just cause you're tired? Uh, no, I just, I feel like I have nothing to say about this movie. You know? Yeah. I mean, we summed it up pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Um, just trying to think if I'm f- forgetting anything. I don't think so. No, I mean, there's not, like, a lot I can say to, like, make fun of the movie. Like, I don't... I don't think it's enjoyable to, like, watch and make fun of. I think the first Heavy Metal is very enjoyable to watch. Um, But no, not this one. This is dumb. Also, I think it, I maybe I would have liked it better because the, the, the original Heavy Metal is an anthology. It's like a series of short stories that all involve this mm. glowing green orb uh, from space called the Loch Nar. And so it's like a Nar, different series. Dude. Yeah. And so it's a series of different um, animated shorts that all are kind of interconnected by this uh, by this one element. And so, and you know, the Loch Nar is even sort of used as like a framing device to 
um, like he's like the crypt keeper almost. Mm. Try to tell people, yeah. Whereas, really, whereas this is kind of just it's you know it's just one story in this like heavy metal universe, and I think maybe I would have liked it better. And what I was expecting was a series of um, shorts. Probably would have been more interesting. <laughs> this it went probably, on for for too long. <laughs> it went, yeah, it, I think that's it. I think it just kind of overstays its welcome. I think if you do it in like little short snippets, and because then you can get multiple creators on board too to kind of do mm. their take on it. And so, if you don't, if you're not really into something, you'll be onto something else momentarily. You know. Yeah. Give everyone like five to ten minutes to kind of do their thing. You get seven or eight stories in there. You got it because that's the thing. This movie's only eighty minutes long. Oh yeah, like, like it's not very long at all. <laughs> um, just feels like it. <laughs> it it really does. <laughs> it's eighty eight minutes. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, who who is this movie for? Like, do you think, think there's a, do you think there's a market for this movie today? Like, um, yeah, I'm sure there's people who would love this this kind of shit today takes all sorts right i guess so i i think maybe just yeah the i think the 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 media landscape has changed a lot you know like we're not that is uh, true. I, I don't know if something that is perceived as being this sexist and um you know misogynist would would fly today yeah i don't think so um but at the same time i think like i was talking about before i think in a way in a weird way it's sort of empowering if you look at it if you look at it as like um you know about about the the character of julie because as we talked about it before, she has a lot of agency and she's not a victim. You know, she's her own character and she does things on her own terms and like she's out to get revenge for the, you know, and rescue her sister and get revenge for the death of her planet and her people. But she's not portrayed as a victim, you know. Yeah, I mean like the overall theme and feeling <laughs> of this movie uh is is just terrible yeah but but you yeah you could make a case that the actual hero of our story is a very powerful and independent woman um and the only other person who comes close to being a hero is a little rock golem so (laughs) yeah and 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 she's taking down the horrible misogynist man you know yeah so there's like sort of like a feminist element and she butchers him there. in that yeah, last fight. Yeah, she really does. It's gnarly. It's intense. If like, you're going to do anything, just look up the last fight on YouTube, I think. Yeah, because he... Oh, yeah, we didn't, I think we really mentioned it. Like, she trashes a lot of... Like, the majority of his immortality juice when she mm-hmm. almost kills him. It's like, dumps out this this container. Um, And so when he's, like, going into battle against this ancient civilization with all of his lizard army, he has one vial. And that's it. Yeah. Um. And this one dude 
who was there at the beginning when he took over the ship. He's like the ship's um, helmsman or whatever. Gets shot with an arrow and then goes to try to take Tyler's last thing. And Tyler's like, no, and smacks it out of his hand and it shatters on the ground. And then, of course, Tyler kills him. Yeah. But yeah, that last fight, he's like finally out of immortality juice. And Sonya freaking like stabs him in the face. Julie. Oh, sorry. I was thinking of Red Sonya. Yeah. Julie <laughs> stabs him in the face. There's this one point where Tyler like f- like either flips her over or like kicks her in the back and she starts to fall down some stairs. And then he goes and like grabs her hair and is like pulling her. But she's got these crazy shoulder spikes that she like lunges up toward him and just stabs him in the dick. Yeah. With all of her shoulder spikes. That's great. And that that felt like a vindicating moment. Just like, oh, totally. Take that yeah. asshole's dick off, for sure. And yeah. also, crazy fantasy shoulder spikes almost never come into play when they're actually in battle. No, it's true. And yeah. for this one moment in Heavy Metal 2000, the shoulder spikes mattered. Yeah. I think I think you could do a version of this today if you if you clean up some of the cosmetic elements that we're talking about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, don't have you know a stripper with eight boobs in the strip club for no reason. Don't introduce your one of your main characters just in the shower. You know, if you I think if you sort of clean it up a little bit. Uh, from that sense, or maybe, maybe here's a radical idea: hire a woman to direct it. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you know that could be interesting. That would probably solve a lot of the issues. <laughs> it, it probably would, yeah, because there's there's just a few, and and there was again, like I said, there was less than I was expecting, uh, but there are a few of those like male gazey kind of moments that, yeah, for sure, sort of ruin ruin the experience a little bit. Yep. Yeah, like when she first crash lands on that planet and she's like looking through a telescope and then she just sees two like newt creatures just having sex. Oh yeah, just like vigorously. Just, just ramming each other. Like two weird yeah, lizard frog creatures just humping. Totally unnecessary. Yeah. And I mean, that's just like I don't even necessarily find that offensive. I just find it stupid. Yeah, you know, for sure. <laughs> it's just like, oh, this was created by an immature moron. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think there's like I said, if you clean up the, some of the cosmetic elements of it, I think the core idea of like, I want to take a a super hot badass woman and put her in some armor bikini and give her a machine gun and a sword and like let her kick ass. I'm like, I think there's still a, a, an audience out there for that i would be interested to see how that would be approached in in today for sure well robert rodriguez apparently has the rights to it and is thinking about doing it for tv oh like a series a series which i don't know i don't know if he's like the person i would get to do it necessarily I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure who that is. Uh, he did uh, El Mariachi. 
like the like Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Sin City, oh. From Dust Till Dawn. He did, but then he did like the Spy Kids movies. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> and like, yeah, Planet Planet Terror. Like he did the Grindhouse movie with Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Um. So. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he can do it. Maybe we just won't ever have to find out. That's true. <laughs> I mean, it took them. Well, actually, we're we, we're due. I was gonna say the first one came out in the eighties, and then the second one came out in two thousand. So that's about twenty years apart. Oh. Uh, so. The planets are aligning. We 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 are due for one soon. Um. Anyways, let's let's rate this and get out of here. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, you you go first. All right. So heavy metal two thousand is definitely one big one big pile of shit. shit. Absolutely, that is one big pile of shit. Big old no thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I recommend checking out the first one though. Maybe I'll do that sometime. I think it's fun. I think it's fun. Hmm. It's uh, it's certainly. Not unfun. All right. <laughs> Not a glowing review, but <laughs> it, I tell you what. The last time I watched it, I was high, and it made it oh. very engaging to watch. I see. Okay. Okay. Um, Duly noted. Yeah. But I've seen it many times. Other than that, when I'm not high, and I also enjoyed it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah. No, give it, give it a shot. Uh, next month, we'll be back with another awesome movie from the year 2000. This one is Vertical Limit, mm. which involves a bunch of mountain climbers climbing uh, K2, I believe, to blow up part of it with some nitroglycerin in order to rescue some people who were trapped. And Sounds it star- dramatic. Yeah, totally. And it stars uh, Robin from the Batman and Robin movies, Chris O'Donnell. Oh. And Robin Tooney and Scott Glenn, who you might know as Stick from the Daredevil show. Oh. I do know him as Stick from the Daredevil show. Mm-hmm. Also, he was like the FBI leader guy in uh, Silence of the Lambs. Anyways, uh, yeah. So we're <laughs> gonna watch. We're gonna watch that. It's a weird movie that I remember watching when I was like a kid when I was younger and kind of digging. So, huh? Yeah. We're just gonna, we're just gonna give that a shot. And yeah, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. I think unless, unless you have any business to, that you want to bring up anything you need to let the audience know. Got anything going on? Plug your album. No. Wow my album <laughs> uh i mean no okay i'm releasing cool. an album next month probably but i haven't decided for sure so i'm not gonna okay cool we'll, we'll plug it we'll plug it on the next show yeah there we go <laughs> uh that's the show for this month uh thank you for listening if you like what you heard please uh consider rating and subscribing uh and leaving a review on itunes uh, it really helps the show out a lot uh, and what helps us out the most is just people, you know, retweeting or telling a friend or whatever. Uh, that 
helps get the show out there to more people. So uh, thanks for listening to this. You can find us on all the socials at RetroCrapPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and Gmail, uh, RetroCrapPod at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Um, oh, we have a Patreon uh, with things on it. Uh, we have a couple of bonus episodes we've done, including a review show. And some movie commentaries. And a whole bunch of other stuff. Is that it? Did I get all the things? I think so. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Did we we have any mail this month? We did not have any mail this month. Okay, cool. Uh, I just checked. Because I always forget to uh, to check until I'm talking about it on the show so we get you to kn- find out live it's so exciting you know me you know how i do <laughs> um it's true anyways yeah all right uh thanks for listening to the show and until next time keep watching crap <laughs>